You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Hey people, how are you doing? Welcome to the Sports Therapy Association podcast and Happy New Year because this is indeed the first um, episode of 2023. If you're listening to the podcast, um, especially if you're new to the podcast, then just to remind you that it is recorded live on um, the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. So if you would like to ask our guest questions directly and network with other soft tissue therapists, from particularly if you're from the UK and different regions, then um, all you need to do is come along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel on a Tuesday at eight o'clock and that's where we hang out for the hour um, but if you are listening to podcasts and that's great as well and uh, we do ask you if possible to leave a rating and a review because um, that helps us appear higher up in Google searches um, so if you could do that that'd be great so yes we're back 2023 and um, for those of you who don't recognize this voice my name is Matt Phillips I'm the creator of RunChatLive.com and as always like I say this episode is being recorded live on YouTube we're at episode 131, which I love just saying every number just gets more exciting. So we've been doing this for 131 weeks now, uh, pretty much without fail um, since the depths of COVID. Um, it came out of that um, and we do it every month. And what we've been doing um, for the last few months is having a focus. And in January 2023, our focus is going to be the hip. Um, previous months in 2022, we looked at the foot and ankle. Uh, we went up to the knee. You can see what's happening here. And now we've moved up to the hip. Um, and we've got some great guests lined up for you um, in January, um, starting next week with Benoit Matthews going to be here looking at common misconceptions and misdiagnoses of the hip and groin. Um, so uh, if you would like to join us live for that, simple. Go to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel on Tuesday at 8 o'clock. Um, but as it's the first Tuesday of the month, we can continue what we've been doing for a while, and that's having a Have Your Say episode, in which I'm joined by STA members, STA regional reps sometimes, and indeed anybody who's a soft tissue therapist who wants to come up and ask questions uh, to discuss topics relevant to the soft tissue therapy industry. And obviously, if you do come along live, then you can ask questions as well. And if you do join us live, then you can... Um, ask us questions in the chat and when you do I lift up um, whatever you've said onto the screen and your logo appears on the screen it's a great way of networking and kind of sharing the name of your business and that sort of stuff so Sharon Headley is here saying happy new year happy new year Sharon great lovely to see you at Therapy Expo I'm getting confused here because some of the guests who are coming up here tonight are actually talking in the chat as well so this is really strange uh, Marco thanks for joining us this is becoming a bit of a regular thing Marco thanks very much uh, Mendoza um, I've got the pronunciation okay this week. So thank you, Marco. Good to see you again. Claire Walker's here as well. And people are coming into the lounge. Phil Griffiths is here. Good to see you back again. Hi and happy 2023 to you all. Indeed, 2023, which is kind of what we're going to be talking about tonight. Uh, we're lucky. Probably what's going to be becoming a regular thing now for Have Your Say episodes is we're going to be joined by Tim Allardyce. Now, some of you know Tim, maybe through Therapy Expo, where um, we spoke in the Therapy um, Sports Therapy Association Theatre. Also, you may know him for being the founder of Rehab My Patient, uh, clinical software. You may know him um, as a group clinical director. He's got um, Surrey Physio with a multidisciplinary team, which is lovely to look at. We'll bring up his website later on just to give it a splash on the screen. But it's a fantastic example of multidisciplinary unit with physios, osteos, sports massage therapists, et cetera, working together. Um, and um, yeah, Tim's graciously giving up his time to address some of the concerns and questions and queries that can be raised by the soft tissue therapists who are also joining us this evening. So we're looking forward to that. And like I say, it may become a regular thing. 
Um, I'm pretty confident it will actually, as long as Tim's free, then we will use his expertise um, to to lend his voice to some of the questions that come up. Um, Scott Loins, Scott Loins said he could be with us in half an hour, and yet here he is. This is very suspicious. Oh, Gary Benson's going to be here as well, founder of the STA. Hey, Scott, looking forward to seeing you shortly. Um, listening in the car before I join. Fantastic. There's dedication for you. And Louise Aker, um, who most, for most of 2022, I called Louise Archer because my son's name's Archer. But that's a thing of the past. Louise Aker. Great to see you, Louise. Thanks for joining us. Right. I think that um, just before I've got to remember that hopefully um, and what normally happens is we'll have some new listeners. So if you are listening to the podcast, then just to let you know, like I said, it's it's uh, recorded live on YouTube. If you go along to our YouTube channel, then this is a bit of an older screenshot. But you can see when the next episode is coming up, you can click on a button. It allows you to set a reminder. And a lot of feedback we've had is that's really useful because we know how busy your lives are. And it's just useful having that bing, 10 minutes to go. And then Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel is about, uh, sorry, um, podcast about to be recorded. So you can do that. I normally get it live there a few days before the Tuesday. So if you check on a Friday, Saturday, it will be there ready for you to click on. You get a reminder. Um, or you can go along to um, the any podcast app will work. Um, if you've got an iPhone, there'll be an innate app on your iPhone. You can listen to it via um, Apple Podcasts. If you've got Android, you can download that app from the Play Store. Um, and then also, of course, if you prefer, you can go along to the sta.co.uk website. It's a bit tiny on there. It doesn't do it justice. Let's put together a little bit of size there there we go go along to the sta.co.uk and you'll see there you've got links to all of our podcasts to the wist women in sports therapy podcasts um, and also there you'll find all the show notes and links to things of importance which came up um, in the recording so that's a good place to listen to the podcast and you can watch the video there as well um, so yeah there you go lots of ways of listening to us um, and joining us but like i say we're going to move on now swiftly with the have to say episode tonight so i think that's all of my housekeeping done so in no particular order, I shall bring up the guests um, for tonight's episode. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy. Catherine Weimer, how are you doing? You need to say hello now so people get used to it. There's Catherine with the accent there. Catherine, you regional rep, STA regional rep for Leeds, which I think... Yeah, for northeastern Yorkshire, yeah. Thanks, Catherine, for joining us. Uh, let's bring some more people up here. This is no order at all. I'm just looking down and just like a lottery. Nikki, how are you doing? Thanks for joining us. Nikki Mansfield. Very well, thank you. Happy New Year. Um, happy New Year to you as well. Happy, uh, Nikki is an STA member of Mansfield Massage Movement in St. Ives, Cambridgeshire. And it's still St. Ives, is it? Even though you recently still, moved? Yeah, five minutes around the corner from the last place. There you go. <laughs> so thanks for joining us, Nikki. Um, and we'll bring up... Gary Benson, which regular readers will realise, uh, listeners, founder of the STA. Hey, Gary, how are you doing, mate? Fine, thank you, Matt. Hello, everybody. And uh, the man of the hour, who I bring up now, Tim Allardyce, um, group clinical director, founder of Rehab My Patient and NHS England clinical entrepreneur. Hey, Tim, how are you doing? Good, you? <laughs> He's so <laughs> modest there in his little civil chair. This very quiet heat on in the background. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us, mate. Really appreciate it. Great to be here. Yeah. Um, I remember, like, we were like, oh, yeah, we'll see you at Therapy Expo. Yeah, we'll have a chat at Therapy Expo. And of course, Therapy Expo, you needed like little clones of Tim to divide up and do everything you were involved in. It was a busy time there for you, wasn't it? Yeah, Therapy Expo is busy, but it's such a great event just to get everyone together. The STA have a big presence there, which is fantastic. So it's just like meeting old friends again. Oh, that's so nice. But I think on the day, yours was still bigger. 
You're the well, big stand. Yeah, 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 we've been there's a lot of the, the salesman sort of every, every year sort of sort of encourage us to go higher and higher, and every year I sort of can't say no. So uh, <laughs> their sales team are just too good. I had some fantastic, I won't say who I spoke to, but I had some very interesting insights with um, fathers of some of your team. I won't mention who, but you can probably guess who it was. Just talking about how you're just doing too much as always and tries yeah. to stretch himself. And yeah, it was it was an insight into how busy you are. But yeah. so anyway. Yeah, yeah, I know exactly who that is. And, and, and <laughs> Kevin Peterson st- still messages me on the phone and makes my life even busier. But um, I ho- hopefully he'll be watching at some point yeah there you go right okay so but i really appreciate you giving it a time so yeah um and also of course you're a regular guest um on the show and the last time you were with us it was incredible it was back in june you were actually i was listening back to this today because you were on in june in episode um let me just remind myself which one it was in case people want to listen back to it it was episode 103 in june and it was part of our focus on business and your episode was about how to build a successful clinic and i was listening back to it today and it was like a little bit of nostradamus it really was because the stuff you were talking about then just going i just want to warn people you might need to tighten your purse strings a bit i've just got this the information i'm getting and here we are beginning 2023 and that's what mainstream media is now warning us that we are going to have to tighten our purse strings so yeah there's a, a big segue there from your episode, which was six months ago, to what we're going to talk about tonight, getting ready for 2023. But it's not all going to be down, is it? Or do we have to accept that this year is going to be hell and we're going to suffer? This year is going to be hell. I think we're going to suffer. I think we're going to suffer pretty hard. Uh, sorry. Um, <laughs> so, yes, it is. It's done all back. I think the best thing to do is to prepare for the worst and, and get prepared now. Don't leave it any longer. Get prepared now that it's going to be a tough year. And you know what? Maybe it won't be as bad as what we're expecting it. But we're st- we're hearing more warning signs. Just you know, a couple of days ago, the, the IMF, the International Monetary Fund, uh, stated that they that a third of the world will go into recession in 2023. Um, the Bank of England predicted we'll go into recession. We may even be touching on recession on what, what we are touching on recession right now. Base rates are now three and a half percent. So interest rates have gone up. Um, and, and you know. We're, we're feeling the shockwaves of COVID um, and, and Ukraine and inflation and everything else. You know, and I think the macro climate doesn't look good. Uh, so you just prepare now. You get ahead of it. The wise man seems to sees the sees the clouds before the storm. There's not going to be a but, is there? It really is. Just get ready, guys. It's going to be tricky. Get ready. Get ready. Maybe it's now. not going to be as bad as what we think it is, but I think it is going to be bad. Uh, and, and that's going to mean um, a lot of problems for a lot of people. Um, and, and so what we've got to do is is, is make sure we, we survive and probably not, maybe not thrive this year. Um, we, as, as a group, we're expecting a 20% loss of, of private patients. So that's what we're predicting. So we, we've based our, our models on that and we've made plans to support that. Um, and, uh, and we think we'll be financially fine um, based on that estimation. So, you know, if you just get prepared um, now and predict, you know, the worst case scenario and stay, stay alive, stay, get your business to stay alive. It's great. We need more people like you who actually say out is I'm the eternal kind of glasses half full and the optimist and be rubbish at giving people advice. But it's good that we've got you here today to answer questions honestly. So I thought, I mean, Gary, you've obviously got your ear to the ground. And are you getting the same kind of vibe that this year is going to be tricky for a lot of members and non-members? 
Obviously, it's going to be more cheeky for non-members because of one of the support that STA members have. But is it going to be a difficult year? Yeah, exactly, Matt. I mean, I think it's times like this that membership associations should be supporting their members in in, in any way that they can. Um, we are extending people's memberships if they're in financial difficulty. We're not planning any price rises. We're providing free CPD throughout the year, as always. So we're trying to minimise sort of secondary spend for you. So your £60 a year gets you everything that you need to maintain your membership and your your CPD file. Um, thanks, Tim, for keeping it light. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, you know, I think we have to balance that with with the opportunities that are out there. And, you know, if we look back at historical recessions, the, the health and fitness industry have always survived pretty well. Um, and I think we should look at that as an opportunity. You know, the NHS is is failing in certain certain departments, I suppose, to, to work to its capacity through the troubles that they're having. And what that potentially means is that there are a growing number of clients coming out there. So it may be not the time to put your prices up. It may be a time to to look at other sources of income. It may be time to, you know, dispense with any any business expenses that, that are not needed. You might be paying an expensive rent for a room, you know, for three days a week. And you, you might only need that one day a week. So it's about cutting your cloth. It's about, you know, putting together a business plan, writing it down so it becomes, you know, something that you can work to instead of keeping it in your head. Um, but it's a, it's a really good time now to focus on developing your business whilst you might have time. And, and unfortunately, you know, as during COVID, a lot of our members went out and they took a part-time job, you know, at the local supermarket, getting people shopping in. And it, it, if that's what we have to do, that's what we have to do. But come back stronger, you know, and, and, and I, I think we are, like Tim says, bordering on recession now. I think it's going to be nine months to a year. But I think, you know, this time next year, we need to be in a position to go all guns blazing and, 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 and ride the storm out. Okay. Powerful words, both of you. There was a bit of a balance there. I'm feeling a bit more optimistic now. But yeah, sensible advice. So I'm, I'm really interested. Catherine and Nikki, thanks again for joining us. Um, some of the feedback we've had about these Have Your Say um, episodes, which are always the first Tuesday of the month, is, I mean, we have some amazing speakers and we've got probably 125 world-class educators who provide some amazing information free and it's just clinical gold. And that's where we say we've got free CPD throughout the year. But we've had some really good feedback from members as well saying it's lovely to hear problems I'm going through, which people have come on and talked about. Um, and they really identify it. And it's another really valuable way, I think, of supporting each other and learning because you're hearing from people from the shop floor as well who are in your position. So thanks for joining us, Catherine and Nikki. I'm really keen to hear what you guys believe and perceive as to be problems of this year and whether you feel you've got the tools to deal with it. Um, who should I go with first? Well, next to me is Catherine. So, Catherine, how are you feeling about 2023? Obviously, everything's individual and we're all got different circumstances, but what were some of your concerns about 2023? Um, I suppose I'm a bit like the ostrich, stick your head in the sand and hope that nothing happens. Um, it's probably not the best idea, uh, but it's, I think I've got, um, my business is only small, it's only me. Um, I'm in a gym uh, three times a week. Um, but not if that really, because I don't get that many clients. So it has dwindled. Um, I've got maybe a handful of regulars, 
Um, so it can be a bit up and down, but it's having the time to be able to dedicate to my business, whereas I still work full time as well. So there's trying to get that balance when I'm ending up spending money on my business using my full time wage to keep it going. So it's it's whether it's working, <laughs> which it's not. Mm-hmm. So I, it's working on that's probably my main thing I need to look at this year is where I want to take my business because I try and take a step forward and then I take a step back and go back into my comfort zone again. So it's it's because this is the way my clients want it, but it's not how I want to run my business, but it's what I'm comfortable at. So I stay in my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. that's where I need to move out of. Um, and I think the mentorship side of things, which I did look at last year with Mike Grice, mm-hmm. um, he's thought about a mentorship scheme, but I just didn't have men- money to do it. So it's, it was a catch 22 again. Gary's put his hand up. For that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the STA has a mentorship scheme. It doesn't uh, cost you anything. It's part of your membership. You know, I've got about 14, 15, 16 members at the moment. We have fortnightly or monthly meetings. We have goal setting. You know, one of the things I would say, Kat, here is, you know, as you were speaking, I was thinking, write down your expenses. You're in a gym three times a week. Could you just go two times a week and cut your rent by a third? Yeah, you, know, you simple, won't do that. Yeah, you only, well, only be full time or nothing, really. Yeah, well, he's got an option. You know, you just say to him, you know, this is not working out for me at the moment, at this present situation. The status quo has got to change. Now, either you take a reduction in the, in what I'm paying you per month, or I go elsewhere. Mm-hmm. And and you you can do that. You 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 you've got the bargaining chips, I think, in your in your possession. So um, we'll talk about this more privately anyway. <laughs> but there are always things you can do. Yeah, I'm sure there's this. I mean, I'm listening to you and thinking there must be so many people in the same situation as you, because often therapy is something that's done as a second job. It might even start off in a lot of cases of I'm not happy or content with what my main job is I want to do something more altruistic I want to help people and that's how people get into it but there's that period of time where it's always like main job and then a little bit and then this gets a bit bigger and you're kind of supporting yourself <laughs> and like you say you're taking money out of your main job wages to pay for this you're thinking what is the point and yeah. after therapy expert I mean it, I love you so much because you are just like you're everywhere and you you with everyone and you enjoy it so much and the STA family but then I think after STA th- after the, yeah. the, the expo, you had a bit of a shake up and a wobble, didn't you? You were like, yeah. it's know. weird. It's like, because when it's like, well, Alex was the same. He was like, oh, it's so much. We want to be near each other. Wish we lived closer to each other. And then we all go back to our own little areas in the UK. <laughs> and yeah, then it's like, quite scary. Oh. Do you think it can have a negative effect sometimes? You meet up with everybody and it seems like kind of like, what's the word, Nirvana? You get like thing. motivated, like, yeah. Yeah, and then it goes one. back to. Yeah, and then you're kind of like, I'm on my own again. <laughs> yeah, 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 it's enough to give a few people a wobble. Yeah. Right, it's time but we Catherine, uh, turn over to Uncle Tim now, I was going to say. Um, <laughs> but Catherine, so, uh, I mean, if you're using your job to fund your sports therapy, um, so, so oh, it's sort of soft tissue therapy. So, I mean, how exactly is that happening? I mean, what are your biggest expenses? Is it rent? I mean, it is probably the rent. Um, sometimes the supplies, but they're because I don't have as many clients, they last a bit longer. Uh, so it's mainly the rent. Uh, because the amazing thing about this this job is that it, you can keep your expenses pretty low. So the biggest factor is usually rent. 
Yeah. And so I, I would be straight away like a bit like what Gary says. I mean, I'd just be looking at do you have enough clients to actually service your rent? And if not, then you have to cut that down. Yeah, because if I only have, if on average, maybe one or two clients a week, and then, then it's no chance. It's, I mean, I'm not. You might as well work, you know, you work from home or work at the local rugby club where they'll give you a room for free. Yeah. Uh, if, if you look after some of their players, you know, I mean, you know, you, you just have to say if I'm not covering that rent, then, then there's definitely something falling down, whether it's it, it's it's the, the referral links into you in terms of the, 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 the passerby or, or the location's not right or or whatever. I mean, there's a dozen reasons why that could be. But the, the fundamental is if you cannot, if you're using your full time job to, to fund, fund the rent, then, then the rent is too high yeah. for, 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 what, for what you're seeing. Yeah. I admire the way that Catherine said. I just admire the way, and I think we should be aware how Catherine started saying, I'm a bit like an ostrich, I put my head in the sand. So I wonder how many times Catherine's been told this. Imagine you were saying that to an ostrich (laughs) with his head under the sand. (laughs) Let's reel back a bit and go, how do you help people who are like that? And I I can think of times where I've been like that. I just prefer to think it's going to be fine, it's going to be fine, and it's not. So how Mm -hmm. do you help people who are, what's what's some baby steps to help them dig their head out of the sand? I think in this instance, the, the first thing you've got to do is a viability study. So um, if you, it's easy to, to sort of su- suggest this as a fitness class. You know, if you were running a fitness class, and we spoke about this just briefly before we came on air, but usually, and this is a, a, you know, a, a, non, a, a rule of thumb, usually your business expenses can be around about 45 to 55% of your turnover. Now, if you look at a fitness class, and you are teaching step aerobics or circuit training, and that class has a potential for 20 people in it, but you've only got eight, then that's not meeting the the 45 to 55%. So I would say you change that class. Mm. Now, in this instance, you know, if you are not getting enough rent, enough income to cover your rent, you have to dispense with the rent. And, and that, that's, that's quite quite simple. I know it's really difficult for Catherine, <laughs> but that's that's a basic business decision. We we have to stop treating businesses as hobbies. Um, and whilst we are there to help people, we can only help people if we help ourselves. So it might be an opportunity to bring Nikki in because Nikki's now just moved house and is working from home. So how does that fit in with you, Nikki? Uh, it, it so I got a vision of what i want my business to be in 10 15 years time kind of for that period and making the jump all in one go wasn't going to be possible financially and so i broke down a little bit into a smaller step than i'd wanted to and it has meant moving to a temporarily very much smaller treatment room because this is my dining room so that i could buy a property um, with a garage to convert the garage to then Built, and it probably won't be as big uh, physical physically as my old treatment room at my old house uh, or my old property. But it, it's somewhere where I can focus my attention in building the business and start to expand in the two directions that I want to uh, expand in. Well, one of them particularly on site at the location. So it's been a it's a strategic step. It's a smaller strategic step than I would have liked. But um, I had to have a reality check and I just I couldn't afford to to do it all in one go and remember that people book in to see you because of you not yeah. because of your clinic room yeah yeah yes it, it's great having a, a nice you know high street presence and you know a professional uh, looking 
setup, but sometimes that's not realistic for people in our situation where we might be working part time and, as Kat says, working outside of a you know her main job. So we have to cut our cloth accordingly, and 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 I, and I think you've done the right thing um, mm. in in cutting back a little bit and, uh, and and looking to invest into the future. And I think that's what we should be doing. We should be using this year when times are hard to develop how we connect with our clients. I am. Um, I actually haven't cut back. So for the last two, since uh, the first, since the first um, lockdown hit, I did cut back. I stopped paying rent on the second location that I had, and I had to say goodbye to the team that I was developing at that location. And uh, shortly before that, probably a couple of years before that, I did have a third location, and I withdrew from that one as well. But that that was for mostly for travel reasons. It was in a different county, and so it just become it reached that point where it's like, okay, I'm not getting that much out of it now. So I. One of my concerns going into 2023 is I've already cut back to really, really low running costs because I'm in my house. I'm already paying mortgage on this. I'm very fortunate that I got a mortgage deal sorted just before the whole big uh, like ladder of inflation. So my costs are actually really, really, really low. And where what my concern is more, my expenses are going to climb as everybody's are going to climb a little bit. They may not climb as much as a lot of people's because I have got a a fixed rate mortgage uh, for the next five years. My concern is that my clients' um, available outgoings are also going down. And we are not always, well, we're very rarely classed as a, an essential expense. So that, that's that's where my concern And I'm also expanding into um, two areas, one of which I have little direct experience of as a provider, I'm going into providing CPD and, uh, well, mostly hosting um, hosting CPD, but also so kind of organising and coordinating all of that uh, at a time where, <laughs> where CPD is likely to be um, one of the first costs cut by therapists like us. So I'm, I'm interested, I, I, Tim, I, um, just because I'm, I'm, you just reminded me that, Tim, back in June, you were saying, like, you're talking about putting your prices up, do it now, so it's not just like a shot because you need to be proud of what you do and it may sound counterintuitive what about now if people are thinking is still is now a, a, an unwise time to put your prices up or do you think you could still yeah. do it no it's i think it's an unwise time to put your prices up now right uh, i we we won't be putting our prices up this year um so we we often do it at new year for a couple of years we do we, we nudge them up but we won't be this year um so so we we, we just don't want to um to squeeze people because i think nikki's right look as nikki says people will have less disposable funds because everyone's energy prices are going up everyone's loaf of bread has gone up the price of everything has nudged up um so so people will will cut back but like gary says actually there is still a lot of opportunity because our nhs is massively stretched um the services provided in physiotherapy in many areas has deteriorated um, there's less rehabilitation in most areas um, for a number of reasons, largely um, as knock-on effect from COVID. Um, and, and so people are looking elsewhere for therapy, for help. Um, and so I think there's there's still a lot of opportunity out there. Um, and, and as people do um, close up because they, they, they can't survive, then there's going to be uh, more people that, you know, that will come on your door. Um, and, and I think, Nikki, you're going to be fine because one thing you said that's really interesting is that I've got a vision. And that's one of the best things you can have is to have this subconscious mindset, this growth mindset, because if it's away in your 
subconscious, then you'll you'll naturally you'll start steering towards that course. And it's it's like buying a house. You buy a house right now, the prices will go down. You you ride that storm, but the long term, the long term outlook is going to be very positive. People are always going to need therapy. They're always going to need uh, 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 hands on relief, yeah. especially when they can't get uh, a hands on treatment on the NHS. So I think long term, keep that vision have that vision your subconscious will keep working away mm. at achieving those goals and that long-term vision will, will, will be really good for you do you think there's I a think... target market who like nikki's worried you're suggesting there'll be more people because the nhs is gonna is struggling and business yeah. is closing up but does that yeah. create a target audience who maybe aren't used to or trained to going to soft tissue therapists or sports massage therapists for help i mean i i I imagine they'll be looking for the word physio, unfortunately, still very quickly. So what, what advice would you give to soft tissue therapists who aren't physios, so non-allied health professionals, to try and attract that market? It may be a pool of people who maybe they're not advertising to or marketing to. How do, what should you think they should do? Loads of strategies. But, I mean, first of all, physios have been really, really busy. Since COVID, they were, they were really busy. So, so actually, they, they've not been able to service the demands because the NHS patients are coming privately because people have had money to spend. Um, there's lots of ways to counter it. So, so first of all, is, is to invest in your, your websites. You know, tell people that you do what you do. You may treat back pain, you may treat shoulder pain, you may treat knee pain. It doesn't, it doesn't matter, but, but put it on your website. Mm-hmm. Create articles. Because then when people Google for physio in St. Ives in Cambridge, they'll actually, they may well actually stumble upon your website fourth or fifth down on the first page because you've got an article about treating back pain in St. Ives in Cambridge. Um, so, so even though people may search for physio first, they, they probably will stumble upon you. Um, and, and I think they'll, they'll start to realize that actually you have those expertise and network. I mean, it's, you know, if you're seeing, let's say you're seeing 15 people a week or 10 people, a week, whatever the rest of the time, I, I would always look at this like a full-time job. The 40 hours a week is what you need to invest in this business. And so the, the, the 30 hours that you're not seeing, seeing clients is about networking, marketing, promotion, writing articles for the website, going out, to, talking to people, going to the local clubs, the athletic clubs, the rugby clubs, offering your services or whatever, upskilling, improving your knowledge, retraining or improving specialism. So there's lots of things you can do to 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 invest, like Gary says, with the CPD, invest now. If you go quiet, invest in you, get better, get upskilled. So you're even you're an even better therapist. Fantastic. I just want to bring up Scott um, because he's been waiting down there patiently um, and I did message him and say, you're going to bring him up, mate. So uh, we're going to bring up Scott Lawrence, who's the regional rep coordinator for the STA, Northeastern Yorkshire. And also um, we've got uh, Coffee Morning coming up, talking of CPD and supporting each other. So I'm going to give Scott a chance to uh, chat about that. Um, So let's bring up Scott Lawrence. Hey, Scott, how are you doing? Good evening. Thanks for joining us, mate. Just fresh off the uh, the rugby pitch, aren't you? Uh, well, not the rugby well, pitch, not but, the yeah. pitch, but you're fresh off looking after rugby players. Yeah. Still in my, still trying to keep warm. <laughs> you have come a good time because we've we've mentioned. I think we mentioned the coffee chats already. You've got one coming up tomorrow, is it? Tomorrow, yeah, tomorrow, yeah. seven thirty. Tell us what tomorrow. the. I think it ties in quite nicely with what we're kind yeah, of talking so about tonight, isn't it? On basically planning for the year ahead, um, whatever that looks like for 
for whoever joins in, whether it's business, personal, all that kind of stuff. Um, and like, I've been listening in um, while I was driving over and then I missed a little bit, but then I've been sat here waiting. And yeah, I'm kind of gone the other way because I've had an opportunity to, to expand a little bit to a, a neighbouring town. So I've kind of, I'm looking at opening a second clinic um so i'll be splitting my time between two so i've got and that's kind of just happened over the last week or so so i've got a lot of planning to do for that as well so this is my house i I don't have any overheads with regards to rent and stuff like that for a clinic but i'm suddenly going to um but i'm kind of going down the path of speculate to accumulate kind of thing so Mm -hmm. so yeah so tomorrow, uh, me and Gary will be online um, from seven thirty. This is on Facebook, is it? No, it's there's a there's a Zoom link. Yeah. There's a Zoom link. Yeah. But if yeah, people so want that it's, Zoom link, because I'm thinking it's, now, really, so, this is only going to be useful for people who are who are so joining it's, us in the live yeah, now. So it's, or... it's all in the, the members area. Fantastic. So okay. the, there's an event in there as well. Um, so it's completely open um, discussion. You know, we we put a little theme in there to kind of say what the idea is that we're going to discuss, but a lot of times it kind of goes off into a tangent of whatever people want to discuss, whether that's like difficult clients or, you know, the kind of, I've seen this course I'm interested in, what do you think about it? And it ends up in all different kind of tangents. So this but is for think... game members, isn't it? Okay, that's fine. So if people are concerned saying, oh my God, but I'm not an SDA member, then, uh, well, 60 pounds and you will be. Jesus. We do occasionally do one um, open ones as well. <clears throat> Yeah, yeah. Um, open to non-members, which we've had some decent uptake in the past on as well. But I, th- I think it's a good opportunity for people to speak one-on-one. So obviously, there's people here listening, asking questions in the comments. But it's it ends up just being an open discussion. So it's it's a good forum for people to kind of meet and chat. Definitely, wonderful. Right. Well, thanks for letting us know about that, Scott. Tim. Um, so what were the main, I mean, it's brilliant to hear that you're expanding and, and that will give people a lot of inspiration, I think, because, you know, that, that that's a cool thing to do. So what were the main drivers that made you say, this is a really good investment for my future? What Was it the location? Was it? Was it yeah. So, I mean, I, I looked at doing it at the, it was back end of the summer. Uh, it was an opportunity at a local gym here. Uh, but it's literally five minutes away from here. Um, and the facilities I have here and the, the way, you know, it's private. I've got everything I need in here to do what I need to do. The gym that I was looking at going into, it wasn't suitable because there was no private area to kind of do assessments and it was very loud. So it kind of just fell by the wayside. It just wasn't going to work. It wasn't tapping into a new client base, whereas this is in a different town. Um, still only 20 minutes away, but it's a completely different client base. Um, and it's, it's in an established, um, private, privately owned gym. So it's not a commercially owned gym. Uh, the guy who owns the gym, I've known him for a long time. Um, so we've kind of chatted and we've both got a very similar ethos with how we both work. And I would just think. Like, like I said earlier on, it's kind of speculate to accumulate. It's going to be a tough year. If I, you know, the overheads that it's going to add for me are not massive, to be honest. But if I can 
increase my income, like even small percentage, it's going to be worth doing because um, I'm looking at the long term. And then the facility there is fantastic. So it's going to give me different ways of working as well. So like different, like higher end rehab stuff. You know, there's like a running sled track and there's there's loads of PTs and S&C coaches and stuff like that. So it's also the networking side of it. So it's not just me in my room on my own um, doing that. But I, me and Gary have spoke about this quite a long lot times over the past kind of couple of years. Post COVID, I made a conscious decision that I was going to reduce my clinic hours and look for other industry-based work. So I have other incomes outside of just working in clinic. The clinic is quiet. I've still got guaranteed income from the rugby club and the sixth one that I work mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Fantastic. I love the setup you've got there. If people listen to the podcast, I mean, this is a man on a mission. You can look at, it looks like you've just got everything. You look here in Mike Grice's kitchen. I mean, give us a talk to <laughs> what you've got. What have you, you've got a Smith machine, a Smith rack at the back uh, there. So it's, the it's, a, yeah, it's a power rack with a, with a pulley, fold up treadmill. Uh, which, There's a treadmill there as well. Jeez. How do yeah, you fit that fold in? Up. It's, it's wow. a fold up one. Um, doesn't get used that often anymore. Um, yeah, runners don't like listening to me. So. <laughs> and then on the wall, you've got loads of things hanging up. You've got loads of yeah, devices. that's just like all kind of um, just loads of attachments for for the pulley system and resistance bands and all sorts of stuff. And then over here is just a mess because it's all my rugby stuff. So you're not going to see that. Is this in your house or is this? Uh, you... Yeah, it's my converted garage. Brilliant. Oh, amazing. So, it shows how much. You yeah, so getting. it's it, it's why it works. You know, so I don't have to place as much emphasis on guarantee a set amount of clients to pay rent mm. which is why it's allowing me the freedom to go away and look to expand in a neighboring town where there will be a rent because i'll still have an income from here and i'll still have an income from rugby i'll still have an income from the sixth form college that i work at so it's you know so yeah it's i, I like the variety mm. if i just sat in here for 40 hours a week i'd, I'd lose the plot i think <laughs> I'm just looking forward to seeing Catherine's um, house in a month's time because she's taking notes here. I can see, I can see her handwriting. I haven't got a garage, so it's going to have to be in like one of those carports, and then just people driving like a drive drive through. (laughs) Have you got room for a yurt? I might have to, if I got rid of my shed, maybe. Yeah. There you go. Don't get rid of the shed, uh, just Mark, use the shed. Move into the shed. shed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Expand the shed. It, it makes it, it's got enough space for my bike, and that's about it. Uh, interesting. <laughs> I've, Matt, I've been making some notes as we've been going, mm. people have been talking there, and some of these we'll discuss in more, at more length tomorrow. But, <clears> you know, Tim mentioned Nikki's vision, mm. okay? Um, and as an educator, I'm always concerned about people's learning styles and i have vision i can look at a a derelict property and i can see the finished product some people don't so those people who don't have a vision write down your vision and keep going back to it because that's that's a useful thing to do um and i want to go back again to to what tim was saying i'm not being devil's advocate here uh, but tim was mentioning it's not right the right time to put your prices up but I want to do a little comparison here. You know, as a soft tissue therapist, generally our appointments are longer than you might get it at the NHS physio. Um, and they're usually cheaper as well. So if you haven't put your prices up for some time and you are struggling, 
now might be the right time for you to put your prices up a small amount uh, and, and explain to your clients why you're doing it, you know, and say there is a danger that I won't be able to provide this service unless I put my prices up. So that's something to consider. And if anybody's worried about that, please, you know, send STA Gary a Facebook message, a DM, and, and I can talk you through that. Um, it might be the right time for you, but, but as Tim said, be wary. Um, uh, Tim also mentioned the, the website marketing, and, and that's really important. Websites are a, a source of information only. Don't look at them as, as, as a way of generating much business. You know, you need to be developing your whole online presence. It, you need to personalize it. As I mentioned about Nikki before, people go and see Nikki because of Nikki, not because of where she's working. So people are interested in connecting with you as a person, as a therapist, and they're interested in that therapeutic alliance that you can build together rather than being um, directed, if you like, by a, an autonomous uh, practitioner. And a useful thing that, that Scott just mentioned there, I made a note, if you are considering renting somewhere, it's always useful in the negotiation process to have a three, six or nine month review uh, for both of you, because it may not work out. And the last thing you want to do is, is tie yourself into a lease that's a year long and it's 600 pounds a month, you know. And what I did when I worked in a gym, I, I went and said, well, I don't want to pay you any rent, but I've got a set of skills built up over a number of years. And if you need any decorating doing or repairs doing, I can do that because I, I had those skills, you know, so negotiate. You know, don't think because they say it's 600 quid a month rent that you're going to pay that. Start negotiating, try and do a skill swap um, and, and by all accounts, have that three, six or nine month review period where you can say this isn't working for me or they can say it's not working for them. And then it gives you a little bit of a safety net. It's brilliant. This all sounds like advice which I can understand someone not even thinking of unless they were told. The art of negotiation, the art of skill squat. These are all things which which is why things like the coffee chat mornings or mentorship of some form. Because otherwise you're going in to chat with the owner of a gym with, with nothing. You just a smile, which Catherine's got a great smile, those of you listen to podcasts. But that I'm, might not be enough. You might need painting, some of these skills. <laughs> not I'm not going though. to be painting. <laughs> Look at these nails. There's no way on them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Tim, what, what, that's interesting. So maybe now looking at soft tissue therapists who might still be charging £20 for 90 minutes, maybe. <laughs> have you got any tips on maybe is this... <laughs> It's, it's got to be the right days? price. It's 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 got to be the right. It can't be too high. It can't be too low. It's yeah. got to be the right price. So you know you and it, there's so many factors involved that 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 contribute to what should be the right price from, from location to to how busy you are to 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 your skill set. Um, so you've got to work out what what feels. I would say keep try try make it a fair price. Make it a fair price for you. Make it a fair price for your 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 clients. Um, so so it, it, it can't be so high it puts them off um, or they feel like they've been taken advantage of. Um, but it's got to represent your skill level as well. Um, so if you've done a lot of courses, you've upskilled, you're, you're, you're working with a big, big rugby club, for example, that all adds value to you. Um, so you so could then, research your own area as well. So looking at other people in your area to see if you're about the same. Mm. Would that be something yeah. you'd do? Yeah. Yeah, you definitely don't want to be too cheap, that's for sure, in yeah. your area. Oh, Gary's um, shaking his head here. It's going to be a comeback. No, all, all, no, all I was going to say was that, you know, never be the same as everybody else in your area. OK, when I was in a different business, I was always more expensive. If I'm in clinical work, I'm always more expensive than my competitors, my the local competitors, because I'm better, because I provide a better service, a gold standard service, you know, 
as Tim said, if you're too cheap, it gives the wrong message out. You know, if you're too expensive, people won't come and see you. But if it's a fair price and you're providing value for money, people will still come and see you. They might not come every three weeks. They might come every four weeks, you know, but you are still engaging with them and you have to budget that. And a, a really good way to see if a business is successful <coughs> is add up all your expenses Divide it by the number of, of, of how much you charge and see how many hours you're going to have to work at that job to just to, to make make a living. And, and it's a, again, it's a little bit of a viability study that you can do there. Uh, and if it works out that you've got to charge £100 an hour, something's got to change in the business so you can charge £40 an hour. Interesting. I think when you if you're a loan, uh, a loan practitioner, it's I think it is quite difficult. because, Like Catherine says, you you don't want to be too much more expensive than anybody else because people won't see the difference between you and, and then that comes down to what re reputation you've built how you generated that that presence that awareness um but i know what i was doing until uh, the pandemic and which I, I will get back into now is recognizing that some people will pay that and they are the clients i want to see because i want to get more and more specialized i want to see fewer people charge them much more but I recognise that an awful lot of people want the skills that I used to use an awful lot. And so that's where me developing the team comes in, in, in being, not being the one who goes, oh, I don't do full body massages, but I can send you somewhere because I've got somebody who's really good. Well, send them to your staff if you've got the opportunity to build a team. Send them to your staff. And in the past, I've employed newly qualified, recently qualified, not newly qualified so far, um, therapists with with slightly different skills to mine. So I had um, a sports rehabilitator, uh, for example, because I'm not that focused on kind of specific rehabilitation post-op and things. Um, and he was quite quite inexperienced. And so we could charge less for his sports massage services as well as offering a specialism. And, and that's that's part of my plan for getting into my, um, my treatment room that I'm building is to start using the, the room during the time that I'm not in it to put a team back in there, but then also start bringing in as part of the, the, uh, the kind of the vision that I've got of the overall business, um, different therapies as well. So without wanting to upset anybody, it's like lower skilled kind of therapies. So more, um, aging head massage, reflexology, things like that, which I've kind of pushed away in the past, kind of been a little bit egotistical and going, Oh, they're not very technical. And I've got a technically, based kind of um therapist that helps people make real big changes but some people just need them changing and flexology indian head massage general swedish massages which are lower skilled uh, in terms of qualification that people expect to pay less for those as well so if you can build a business where you're still getting some of that then then i don't see anything wrong with charging more than everybody else what are, you, what are you people's views and experience with um, kind of discounts? Because when I was in a clinic, we had 10 people. We kind of realized that there's always going to be clients out there who earn a lot of money, management, higher management, and will probably choose the most expensive therapist out there. And they're kind of people you want to have. When they look at your website, if they see like 65, 70 pounds an hour, they're going, that's the person for me. There's almost mm -hmm. like a kudos thing of, yeah, I pay that much because I can. So we kind of operated for quite a long time on the idea, set it high, and then offer your discounts, OAPs, children, workers, NHS staff, because you can always chip away, but you're not losing that possibility of the people who will come in regularly 
pay 70 pounds because they want to know others to know they're paying a lot so does it work discounts do you all offer discounts and do they kind of help Catherine's shaking her head tim's nodding a little bit scott is just frozen cam great poker player Catherine, why are you shaking your head why do you think discounts are not I use uh, the blue light discount, so I will I will affirm people are working for emergency services, but I mm-hmm. don't usually discount unless it's someone who I've had long term. I'll give them like a code um, through SIF, and you can do it that way mm. um, for a discount. But because I was told not to cheapen my service, I didn't mm. want to have it as a discounted service. Um, so it depends because I've got uh, some clients that I've had who I know that they've got a good wage, but they'll mm. still come to me. I'm not cheap, but I'm not expensive. So I feel like I'm at the right price for my area. So I'm I'm averaging myself out. <laughs> um, mm. But I don't know. It's, uh, um, it's just something I thought about when Tim said earlier about physios. I did have a client um, who was waiting to see a physio this year. And she was in so much pain, she did come to see me. So, and I did check in with her like a week later and she's felt so much better and she's wanting to see me again. So there is a way of being that um, step in between a physio if because there is such a, 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 a waiting list to see someone, if they're in pain, you can put your services there as well. Very cool. So, is her testimony on your website? Obviously it is, No. It? <laughs> <laughs> That was something I was going to talk to you about, the website, um, whether because I've had a debate on whether I need a website or not. I've got Google My Business, but I don't have a website. Let's bring in Tim. You do. <laughs> look, look, I, I, there's so many interesting things. Going to websites, I, you absolutely need it. It's, it's like your shop front. Mm-hmm. Right? It, 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 helps, um, it, it helps people get information. It, it, you will get some, some, some drive-by traffic. You'll get a lot of people who click, and then we'll, 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 we'll bounce straight off because they're just not interested but but it, you will get you will get people from it um i mean it's not going to be your biggest source probably of of of, of, of clients because that's probably going to be word of mouth um which i think should be your biggest source of of clients yeah. but the website you will get people from that so i think you do need a website yeah. because it can sell your services on the website you know as as therapists we're not very good sellers uh, <laughs> and we are, it is hard to put your prices up because it's, it doesn't come naturally to us and the majority of people will struggle with putting their prices up. Um, but having a website, it, it just makes it easier to, to tell people what you do mm. and to have a list of prices on there and your location and how you work and who are you. Um, and, and then it links to your Google business. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And then you can put testimonials, like, like Matt said, on the website, which gives confidence that you're a skilled therapist. Yeah. And we have videos on our website. So we have video testimonials from our patients. Um, we used to have text ones and now we have video ones. And we just set up a video, you know, we set up a camera on a old, you know, Panasonic camcorder. And we just literally over about a week, we just asked every patient, can we have a, can we have a video testimonial from you? And then they're more than happy to, to do that. And then you can put them somewhere. You can put them on the website. You just post them on YouTube. Yeah. That's really it's really important. It's really important to get that recommendation before they go out the door. Because if you say, Oh, will you give me leave me a Google review or Facebook review, they'll say yes. Life will get in the way, you know, before they got home, they've forgotten about it. But if you get your camera out, say, Would you just say a few words about how you've you know your treatment's been today? Don't pull any punches. 
only publish the positive ones. All right. <laughs> That's the secret. Yeah. You know, if you exactly. watch your next your next thirty clients, could I please have a two minute, a one minute video testimonial? And you know, in that one minute, they're definitely going to say something positive. And, and you can always, if it, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. It doesn't really matter because if you get one or two that, you know, they don't know what to say. But people will be really positive because they want to support you. And they'll value your treatment and they'll value what you've done and they want to see you do well. We could do a whole, well, we will do a whole session on websites and stuff. But it, I get the impression these days it doesn't have to be that expensive. There's some kind of build your own websites without mentioning any well-known brands, which don't have to be too expensive for the basic kind of requirements is that right yeah, they're, they're not that expensive i mean just to mention a few brands i mean the, the, the cheapest models usually things like wordpress sites so you can just go to wordpress you can download a template it's, it's super cheap um sometimes it's even free um you, you know you, you can buy a domain name it's not expensive you know always try and buy a domain name with your area in it if possible you know because it's it's hard to find nick and i had this chat but it's hard to find Catherine, you know, Catherine or, or, or Scott, it, it's easier to find, you know, massage in St. Ives or massage in Cambridge, you know, it's, it's, so it draws more, more hits on Google. Mm. Um, but I did have someone ask me um, if they could design a website for me and I, uh, for free, and I said no. <laughs> I don't know. I've got in the sand, right? So pull that head out the sand and say, go back to them, find that email and say, yes, please, I would like. And if they come back and say, I was now priced, just say, I'll swap you five free sessions. If you can do my website, build me a basic five page website for free. Okay. Okay. And you have five sessions to be used between you and your family um, for the next year. Yeah. Yeah. Six month period or 12 month period, whatever. Okay. So, yeah, go back and say, yes, please. Okay. That's your homework for the next yes. week. <laughs> yes. For tonight. Yeah, yeah. For tonight. <laughs> right now. Not saying no. <laughs> yeah, if, if you think of your website as, as Tim said, your shop window, it does everything that a business card used to do. And if you if you think now that if you have a business card, you know it should only have eight words on it. it. Should be designed to make a connection. It should have an exclamation mark or a question mark. I'll explain that in the in the coffee evening chat tomorrow. I'll also be explaining my baked bean analogy for marketing and pricing for those who haven't heard it before. But yeah, get a website, get somebody who's proficient at your search engine optimization to get your tags for each page. Uh, and as Tim said, it's got to say what you do and where you do it because that is how google will pick it up okay i think um, the website as well we keep talking about connection and the website is is your connection you can't talk to everybody that searches for you and if you are speaking like like gary says you're you know people are looking for you they're not looking for for your your techniques or or, or whatever it's, it's how you kind of tell the world who you are and 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 that's how you form that first connection and the people who will enjoy coming and paying you for services are the ones who are going to like your website. And if they don't like your website, that you may not want them as clients anyway, because you won't necessarily hit it off. They won't be your ideal client. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think the website, although I haven't done that <clears throat> particular piece of homework yet, Tim, that is after the garage conversion. Um, mm-hmm. It really is. It's, it's the thing I'm budgeting for. Does everybody what have a Google things? suite for their own email address? Or some people still advertise themselves at nikki at hotmail.com or... No, I've got no, a, a outlook. Yeah. 
because <laughs> I, I always I always sometimes I'm thinking oh, I need to pull the purse strings in a bit and I look at my bank statement you've got Google Suite invoice I think it's 4.99 a month but just so you can be like Matt at runchatlife.com I think that I still think it makes a quite a difference if you're trying yeah. to have a website to have that domain name and it's five pound a month but there's there's ways I can claw back five pound a month. I think that's quite a useful one. It always makes me, and I'm not that snobby even, but when I see like someone advertising their services, email Liz at hotmail.com or something, I'm thinking, you know what? If it was like Liz at, I don't know, surreyphysio.com or something, I'd be like, oh, wow, you've got a big business. You know, it's a bit, you've got to fake it till you make it sort of thing. I think that's quite a useful one. All part, it's all part of the branding, but, you know, useful things that we can do. We're talking about how we can engage with clients over the, over 2023. How many of us here have been and given a talk at the local WI club or the local running club or the local fishing club? Mm. Because that's how you introduce what you do. That's how you make a connection with people, you know, and if you want to connect with high jumpers, they want to jump higher. You've got to sell that to them if you want to connect with golfers they want to hit the golf ball 25 yards further you've got to convey that message that you can facilitate that and going and talking to people giving a couple of demonstrations is a really easy way of doing that and you know people discount things like the local wi but you know my local wi had a county badminton champion a, a, you know an england crown green bowler you know, they're all athletes in their own right. You know, don't discount things like that. And 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 it is quite an easy sell to to go to these people who've got disposable time and income, who who who, who may benefit from some falls training, you know, some proprioception training and um, and some strength training. So go along, you know, try something that you haven't tried before. Right, it's nine o'clock. Um, what have we kind of learned tonight? Let's summarise. Catherine, anything? No, that, that sounds terrible. <laughs> Catherine, back to you to start off. Uh, Mickey, what have you heard tonight that you think might either be useful for yourself or you think you want to just remind listeners about? Just one thing. Um, I, I have got concerns about 2023. And also, I do feel like I've got the tools to prepare for them. Um, some of them I've got the skills for them already. Other... Others, I kind of feel partly from experience and then partly, um, you know, easily acquirable skills. But I think mostly where where I feel much more comfortable now with the prospect of something very difficult ahead of us, as, as I did in the last two years with the, with the difficult thing going on around us, is I, I feel, I'm going to sound like a white hippie now, but I feel like I've got the people around me. I feel supportive. I don't feel like a lone therapist anymore, which is ironic because I'm a lone therapist again for the first time in 12 years. And I've had a team up until that point. But I do feel as if I've got access to people who can help, but more importantly, people who really, really want to help. And I've got a lot of skills. I've learned to ask the questions. I might already have an opinion. For example, I have an opinion on uh, whether I give discounts or not. But actually, I'm reaching the point where I'm like, well, actually, why don't you ask a few more people? What What are the benefits of that? And mm. so I feel as if I feel as if I'm more equipped to deal with the difficult times that are potentially ahead. And I do think that my vision does is a big part of that. I know what the vision is. I know what the future feels like. What I've been working, trying to work out today is, well, what where's my end goal? Like and what happens at the end of the end goal? So and then some top-down planning, but bottom-up planning as well. So it kind of, kind of I would recommend having a vision to everybody, not in the way that I did, because it kind of it was like four thirty in the morning. <laughs> and I just couldn't sleep. 
in 2017. Um, but I do, since I've had that really, really clear picture of what my future looks like, all the rest of the decisions have been easy to make, not necessarily carry out, but it really, really easy to see. Is, does, is that, does that fit with that? No. Okay. Just, and I can walk away. Yeah. I can got detachment from it. Very nice. Love it. Get the vision. Scott, I know you joined us late, but you're listening in your car. Anything in particular where you feel warrants um, repeating, reminding to people? Uh, the website thing, because I think that's, that, that needs to be my focus, because the amount of times I've started making a new website and then gone, you're not alone show to live i'm I'm just so kind of i just kind of i can never decide i can never decide how i want it to look and how much i need in it and i think i'm probably at a point of i need somebody who like who emailed Catherine. i go right here's some stuff do that for me because i just that's normally the case isn't it normally the things we really need the things we don't do otherwise you would have done them that's why, you know, the things which, you know, I do have a, a, a Google business page, which is like a one page mm-hmm. um, website thing. And mm. I, all my testimonial stuff, I push towards there rather than Facebook. Mm. Um, and I do get quite a few from it because especially in the local area, I've probably got more go- Google reviews than everybody else. So you, you type in sports massage, sports therapy, rehab or anything like that, Hartlepool, Seton Crew, where I am, mm. and I jump straight to the top because I've got more. Google reviews cool. great stuff. Google seems to like it. So there you go. Um, Shona um, Libby said, looks like I'll be spending this week sorting a website. So you've definitely had an impact on Shona. There you go. I, I your write everything Shana. down as well. So I have to write everything down. So like I did it the beginning of last year and midway through, I just write all my, like, what is it I kind of want to achieve from this year, whether it's business or personal. And I write it down and I go back and look at it and see if there's anything I've missed. The amount of times I go back and go, oh yeah, I forgot about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, interesting cool uh catherine anything in particular you thought oh, i might get yeah, that i might think it's a bit that. like what nikki was saying about it's kind of for, like fail to prepare to prefer to fail so it's making sure that you are writing things down and preparing for it and looking at where you want to see your business um and don't be an ostrich <laughs> don't be an ostrich <laughs> That's my new T-shirt. Surround yourself by meerkats. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's tricky. Yeah. Um, and and Tim, I mean, you've come up with some great gems, loads of them. But from listening to what we've talked about, what kind of sits at the top, do you think, for most people who might be listening about how to prepare for 2023? How would you sum it up? Just expect it to be tough. So come up with a good plan now. Don't leave any longer. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know what? Just just work hard. Don't give up. If you if you think about quitting or packing any business, for goodness sake, just speak to someone like Gary and just you know just run through the costs, run through everything with Gary because he will sort you he will sort it out a plan for you. Um, so don't give up. Put in the extra hours. Work on a website. Work on speaking to local groups. Work on the networking. You know, work two or three hours late one evening and just start cracking on just to drive traffic to you. Um, so, yeah, just just uh, just um, have a great year. Work hard, drive traffic to you um, and stay busy. Great stuff. Yeah. And Gary, what have you heard tonight? That yeah, I've made, you I've made some notes. You'll be pleased to hear. Right. Discounts. Right. I will discuss my theory on discounts in tomorrow evening's uh, coffee evening chat with Scott. Okay. But discounts have to be earned. That's all I'll say on that. Okay. 
website, I think one of the problems is that we always expect our website to be perfect mm. when we launch it. Mm. It doesn't have to be. Get something up there and then you can edit it. You can change it. Get somebody to proofread it. Send, a, send your vision to me and I'll proofread it for you. Um, so but above all, you, you've got to do something. You know, you, we can't just sit back like Tim said. We've got to be doing something. You know, pick a night, you know, dedicate three hours, write a list of things you want to achieve and do it. Wicked. There we go. Right. Well, I hope this has been uh, useful to people listening to the podcast. If you are listening to the podcast and some of those have struck a chord, then um, let us know. You can go to the YouTube channel if you want to leave a comment or ask a question and you're listening to the podcast and just go along to the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Subscribe while you're there and stick something in the comments and we will get back to you, I promise you. And we can keep the conversation going, which is why we use YouTube. And of course, if you want to join us again um, and you like the idea of joining us live, then Tuesdays, 8 o'clock at the Sports Therapy Association YouTube channel. Um, we will be here next week talking of Tuesdays. We're going to start off with our focus on the hip and we're going to have Benoit Matthew um, on the show, um, hip and groin specialist, very sought after, a very popular name again at Therapy. Was he at Therapy Expo this year? Yes, he... I don't know if he was. I'm not sure if he could make it. But anyway, really great educator. I didn't. Did anyone meet Benoit at Therapy Expo this year? I don't think he was there, was he? Don't think he could make it. No. But really established speaker, expert on the hip and groin. He's going to be with us next week. We're very lucky to have that. And then the weeks after, we'll have, again, um, uh, expert speakers. Um, we're going to have a couple of weeks on theory of buttock pain. That'll be the title of it, which is, again, something which typically we see on our couches. A lot of people seem to come to us when they've got pain around that region, but it's a great area, again, for misdiagnosis. And we're going to have a, an expert in talking about the theory. And then the next week, we're going to have an expert in talking about the practical solutions and things you can do with your clients once... Um, you have had maybe been referred to from a physio or somebody who's giving you the diagnosis, things you can do with your skills to help them. So it's going to be a, a really interesting month. Um, thank you, Catherine and Nikki in particular for coming in, telling us like it is, sharing your experiences. It's really valuable. It's really nice listening to you. I appreciate you for your time and sharing that. Um, Scott, obviously, thanks, mate, for jumping in after your evening at work sharing some great gems and, um, yeah excited to hear about um how the coffee chat goes tomorrow what time is it again just in case people are 7 30 tomorrow evening 7 30 and the link is in the members area um yep. on the sta facebook group members area um tim obviously thanks very much mate um, i'm really looking forward to i hope we can make this a regular thing it'll be lovely to have you here you've got so much experience um and advice we could have we could have um, tapped your brain much more um, but what you gave was amazing so thank you very much for that um gary anything else before we sign out uh yeah what i would say um in the current climate i do realize that uh, you know it's financially difficult for people but if anybody is considering changing their membership association if you'd like to email me personally gary at the sta.co.uk or matt at the sta.co.uk i will actually sort you out a discount code for 25 percent off membership but you've got to earn it. So send me an email. There will be a proposal for you, um, but I'm happy to facilitate a discount for any pr prospective members. That's great. Okay, wonderful. Right, and obviously thank you to everyone who joined us live, um, and thank you for your questions and comments. Marco says, thank you all for the amazing advice today. That's really nice feedback. It's really nice to hear it. Everyone loves hearing that it's been useful. Um, Louise Aker has said here, I'm happy to chat more with you, Catherine, about that, and website too, which is really nice. There we go, supporting already happening. 
We don't call it networking anymore, wasn't it? It's Anna Maria who said we should. Ch- Anna Maria Mazzieri says we're changing the word networking to supporting. That's what it is. It's always a two-way thing when you work together with people. So thank you, uh, Louise, for that shout out for offering help, um, and everyone else who joined us. And um, we'll see you next week, hopefully. And until then, look after each other um, and take care. You're listening to the Sports Therapy Association podcast, putting evidence back into soft tissue therapy.